I felt bad at, at first. <laughs> there was actually a point uh, towards the end of my tenure there where I would get in on a Sunday morning, clock in, <clears throat> and then immediately leave <laughs> <laughs> and come back at the end of my eight-hour shift to yeah. clock back out. Oh, that's beautiful. That's a job well done. <laughs> yeah. I would go to the Folsom flea market because that's I didn't really have anything going on and it felt weird to just go home this isn't school I'm not ditching class I have to actually do something if I'm going to risk my job so I went to the flea market down the road I'll go rummage. anyway welcome to gabbing about ghosts it's <laughs> the new show it's our spinoff <laughs> fuck the afterlife with John Ross still I don't know <laughs> alright we all want to go home <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live well, studio audience in a show called Stab. There it is. Oh, they even, they even know when the cue is. To act excited to be here. Hey everybody, it's uh, it's Stab again, and it's me over here. I'm sitting, but I'm not in the normal. S- it doesn't matter. Um, uh, who do we have tonight? It's uh, it's Corey Berenger. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Thank you. The Thank crowd you loves Corey Berenger. Uh, Willie Travis in the middle there. Yeah, Willie Travis. Uh, Melanie Ford yeah, on the end in the position of power. She's on the button, everybody. <laughs> Nobody's going to get a poker reference. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm Jesse Jones. I'm filling in for John Ross, who's at home just living it up. <laughs> just think of the most wonderful thing that you can imagine, and that's what he's at home doing. <laughs> Life is a nonstop cake and blowjob marathon for John Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Happy it could work out with with the with the prompts and everything because yeah. we were you know scheduled on. I a mean, you can bring one. that well, up if you'd like. Well, you no, I'm gonna because I believe in sort of I believe in transition. podcast veritas. <laughs> I want I want this to be as true as possible. Right. I was uh, we were all booked on previous episodes, but you were naked in the desert. That's so partly true. Yeah. The podcast couldn't really happen. <laughs> Um, and so now we're here. We're making it work. We're gonna we're gonna have fun. Yeah. Uh, so since since Corey had to pull back the curtain on yeah. this very, uh, I I just spread those beefy <laughs> curtains. <laughs> just just an open face roast beef. <laughs> sand. Um, <laughs> yeah. All th- all three guests tonight were on uh, yeah. previous shows where they wrote stuff yeah. and didn't get to do them. So we're doing them now. Yeah. So technically, the intro is still correct. Yeah, no, absolutely. You guys wrote yeah. initially yeah. the stuff in the, s- the allotted time, uh, and then we gave you a little bit more time to polish it up and, mm-hmm. and write some new haikus. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're very uh, very open about this being a all of this getting cut out. Hold one, two. Willie Travis, how's it going? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. It's, it's going well, man. Is it? Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Not too bad. Great. Glad to see you. I mean, 
I'm working out different muscles. I don't usually look to the right <laughs> on stage. Are you in so uh, much right. pain it's right just now? I'm <laughs> just I'm searing have, neck pain is what you're dealing with. It's like a rubber band. <laughs> it's just trying. If I <laughs> if I ease up for a second, I just whip back over here. <laughs> that's probably not good physically. <laughs> um, yeah, this is weird for me, man. Yeah, Willie, you had a Willie listen. Yeah, earlier this Will, evening. Willie Listen. Yeah. What Will was the theme of that one? Here in uh, establish, uh, it was School's Out. We School's talked out. about School's Out and, yeah. and stuff. We had stories. <laughs> <laughs> stories. Did anyone stuff. go for the easy Alice Cooper reference? No. no and I went wouldn't for let it. them. Oh, good for you. Yeah. You have integrity. No. I, I like no. it. <laughs> so, well, good. Not in this house. At some point, we might... Uh, that might turn into a, a podcast. You know, once you can come up with all of that licensing money. All the <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. That show Top is... dollar. <laughs> That's all right. You can go by the, the stab philosophy of we'll just keep playing licensed songs until someone sends a cease and desist because that means you made it. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. If anybody notices you and tells you to stop doing something, then, well, <laughs> looks like we've... <laughs> Finally made it just in time to be shut down. <laughs> uh, Melanie, hey there. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm really good. I started a new job this week. Oh, shit. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm working with kids, first graders. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. In yeah. what, what capacity? Like after school program. Oh, sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. They're way funnier than I'll ever be, so <laughs> now I don't have to try anymore. Yeah, you yeah. can just harvest all of that funniness, too. Because, yeah, that age... I, I, that is sort of a good age just barely before they all start being just fucking cunts mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like it's like fifth grade sixth grade maybe uh, definitely middle school yeah definitely oh, middle yeah. School. But yeah. oh yeah when the hormones start yeah assholes. middle school is the worst as they're forming in the human hey you spent eight years or like seven years with all these kids that you know let's remove you from all of that drop you in the middle of strangers for two years and then pull you out of that again. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're comfortable now? <laughs> no, do it again. <laughs> but now with all these older kids. So what I'm saying is I didn't enjoy middle school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I went to Wilsey Wood. So if anybody knows that. No. There's one on like... Another Wilsey Wood. <laughs> yeah. There's one on like... It's on like 65th. That guy got around. Yeah. <laughs> he was the Johnny Appleseed of middle school? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yes, actually, you're right. <laughs> now that you say that, <laughs> that's not something you ever want to be called. <laughs> you really don't want to be the Johnny Appleseed of anything but Appleseeds. <laughs> but Appleseeds, yeah. <laughs> Just spread my seed around all the middle schools. <laughs> but, oh, that's not good. There's no way that's good. <laughs> All right, let's run away from that as quickly as possible. <laughs> Yay, we're actually doing the show. Hey, uh, <laughs> first segment, reorganization. But it's going to be a little different than it has been in the past because Corey spoiled it. All right, uh, reorganization. It's pretty simple. Uh, we give you an acronym that aren't actually acronyms. <sighs> 
doesn't matter. Harder than it looks, isn't it, Jesse? <laughs> I'm just reminded about uh, how far we've strayed from our beginnings. We actually used to use acronyms. Now we just use words that we add periods after every letter. That's not an acronym. Uh, <laughs> we gave each of them a different acronym. Uh, and their uh, job was to reimagine it. Uh, what does it now stand for? Who or what does it now represent? Corey Berenger. I'm still going to do the lead up for it. Yeah. Uh, in honor of August, even though it's September, being National Children's Eye Health and Safety Health Month, your acronym is SCISSORS. S-C-I-S-S-O-R-S. I didn't actually spell check this, so I was... I <laughs> sure. I didn't know if that... <laughs> I'm glad that was actually right. <laughs> it um, out. SCISSORS. What does SCISSORS mean? you now, Corey. So I'd like to tell you guys about a new disease that was discovered by a team of very casual doctors uh, <laughs> that don't bother with fancy medical words because they never went to a fancy medical school. They just diagnose as they see it, and in this case, sorry to tell you, it's stinky, crusty, internal super-suffering of rotten stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's incurable. That's all I got. <laughs> All right, Corey Berenger's scissors. That got the exact response it deserved. I, I agree. I agree. A single chuckle and we're moving on. You had like a month to punch that up. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. That was punched up overall tonight because it was also written tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was All right. not written a month ago. <laughs> so that just gets the normal amount of stab I prep. think so. Absolutely. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. It gives it more authenticity. Mm -hmm. Willie! <clears throat> More to say. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, if the bar is set low, then everything else after it looks genius. Exactly. So we just raise it a little bit as we go. <laughs> Some of this is quality. All right. Some of this. I'm not saying it isn't. You're awful well, defensive. I am defensive because it is not quality. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I believe in you now. Uh, Willie. Yes. You remember August? Uh, it was also <laughs> Romance <laughs> Awareness Month. Um, so your acronym was SEX. S-E-X. What does sex mean to you now, Willie Travis? Well, to celebrate <laughs> the 291st anniversary of sex, <laughs> <laughs> sex has, of course, released sex. <laughs> Super Extreme X. <laughs> <laughs> That's 10 inches of metal and carbon rotting <laughs> encased in a 100% copper shell. Get a bottle of calcium lime and rust to clean it. <laughs> it's on the side. It's like a, a dipping sauce. A little CLR, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Willie Travis's new sex? <laughs> give it give it exactly what it also deserves. Uh, <laughs> Melanie. Hey, welcome to September. Mm -hmm. September is uh, <laughs> National Chicken Month. I didn't look that up. John did. Uh, your acronym in uh, honor of that is CLUCK. C-L-U-C-K. Yeah. Meanwhile, I wrote a fucking novel. So. All right. Well, you got to make up for those two fucking slackers <laughs> next to you. I mean, you don't often get a good CLR reference, <laughs> so I appreciate that. <laughs> Calcium lime rust remover, um, but that probably doesn't have doesn't have much to do with uh, cluck, Melanie Cluck. <laughs> Henrietta was a Severat hen, orange with black trim on each of her quaint squared feathers. 
She was a show chicken who spent a lot of time being fawned over and preened from time to time, taken from her coop to go to fairs where she'd be prodded at by strangers. Henrietta, Henrietta did not enjoy the show chicken life. Henrietta wanted to be a doting hen to a massive barnvilder cock. In a lush coop, doting over three chicks who looked so much like their father but still had her beak. Instead, she laid barren egg after barren egg, run one barren blue ribbon after barren blue ribbon. Perhaps the California State Fair should have been the happiest day of her life. And instead, it was the happiest fleeting moment. Henrietta already did not want to be there that day, but then she caught the eyes of a beautiful, thick barn little rooster. She attempted small talk <laughs> through the gates. <laughs> uh, see, seen any good plays lately? She asked. I recently saw a fainting goat production of Rent. <laughs> but the barn builder did not pay her mind. He strutted and he groomed at his feathers, growing large at the sight of another cock. The <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> the disregard threw Henrietta into turmoil. She knew she must escape this life. She waited quietly for a human to open her cage. She knew she would have to be transferred to a display pen, and that would be her opportunity. Henrietta had always been so good, so compliant, Farmer Smith never anticipated her potential escape. He opened the cage absentmindedly, and with a run and a gentle coast to the ground, Henrietta was free. She hit the ground running before Farmer Smith realized she'd left. She ran out of the pavilion, air rustling her feathers. She caught the smell of alcohol and knew that was what she wanted, to feel less. She <laughs> ran into the wine garden and ended up beneath a champagne distributor, sip drinking up spilled champagne from the ground. For five glorious minutes, Henrietta got drunk alone in peace. It was not long before she was picked up by Farmer Smith and taken back to the competition. It was not long before she won a blue ribbon at the state fair. And it was not long before she was made to breed another show-winning hen with a sebrite cock she did not find beautiful. But for five <laughs> glorious minutes, Henrietta wasn't Henrietta. She was only cluck, chicken living under champagne kiosk. <laughs> and cluck was the happiest she'd ever been. Let's <laughs> play. <laughs> uh, this isn't working. <laughs> Melanie Ford's cluck. Uh, I sacrificed her applause for a sound effect that didn't work. You know what? <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, it does matter. I. <laughs> <laughs> you matter, and your writing matters. I hope you edit none of this. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be just so bad for me. <laughs> It's all right. We appreciate that. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, second segment. Ugh. Fucking work. <laughs> My iTunes wouldn't open on this computer. So VLC doesn't like to have the first second. Of it's uh, the Topical Haiku Challenge. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's been a long week for me too, you know, guys. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please have written three haiku about the following news story. Actually, it happened today. SUV drives through Woodfield Mall 
in Schaumburg, Illinois. Is that how it's pronounced? I didn't watch any of the actual news. That's, that's, if it's pronounced how it's spelled, that's how... One person is in custody after an SUV crashed into the Sears at Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, then drove through the shopping mall or shopping center Friday afternoon. Schaumburg police said they began receiving 911 calls about the incident around 2.21 p.m. I could have cut that. Police say the SUV entered the mall by Sears and Rainforest Cafe, then drove through the common area, came to a final stop in the mall's center court. Witnesses said the SUV crashed into a pillar. Quote from an eyewitness. Yeah, it was like a pinball going right to left, said one customer in the mall. I don't know if it was like an anger issue going after Forever 21, (laughs) but that one was the most obvious one he went through. And then he backed out of there and then moved to the complete opposite side. I coo about that. (laughs) I just... Full disclosure, uh, all of mine uh, disregard most of that enormous description. Um, I tried to trim but, it down, uh, but then I saw the quote about sure, Forever 21. You had to. I get and it. It was just, uh, had to add some meat to those bones. You so, did good. <laughs> so, one at a time, a Corey, one. your first haiku. Beep, beep, coming through. <laughs> Sentient car on the loose. Last minute shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Only cars still go to the mall. Apparently. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I was. I wondered if anybody here has like been to the mall in the last fifteen years either. Oh, I have. Have you? Yeah. I haven't seen the inside of the mall in a very long time. It's kind of a sad place, especially certain malls. Oh yeah. Like if you go to like the Sunrise Mall, where there's like the empty. <laughs> Husks of what once was an oh, orange yeah. Julius. Well, that, <laughs> like was, that was the thing. The, like, the last mall I went to was Florin, probably a couple mm. months before it closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the saddest ghost town. Yep. So, I thought a mall story was fun. Willie! Haiku <laughs> <laughs> <coup> number one. <coughs> ping pong ping! <laughs> Watch out! <laughs> Can't you see I'm driving here? <laughs> How's this look on me? <laughs> it's amazing that it's almost two identical haikus <laughs> out of the gate. <laughs> two shopping cars. <laughs> one was one was a beep beep and one was a ping pong. Ping. I know. It was, it was I was almost for the exact struggle. Like ricochet rabbit vibe. Yeah, no, yeah, I got yeah, that. I yeah. that. <laughs> Nobody else did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Melanie. I'm gonna stop like tearing down all of the guests today. <laughs> Please be a real and their car. references. Please be a car oh. person. Please be a car person. <laughs> I'm a combo breaker. Sorry. Um, this this uh, haiku is called "I need to stop referencing this movie no one has seen." <laughs> the last time pinball meant such destruction, Jodie Foster was on one. <laughs> Fuck. Um. Now I don't feel so bad about talking shit about everybody's references today. (laughs) (laughs) Will you please tell me? It's called The Accused. She's gang raped on it. Oh. (laughs) She's gang raped on a pinball table? Yeah. Awesome. Way to bring the show up somehow. Cool. Real cool. (laughs) We go from two talking cars shopping to gang rape (laughs) on a pinball machine. That's... 
sort of a lateral move. Um, Corey, second haiku. Don't tell my car wife that I forgot her birthday. She'll be honking mad. Oh. I'm glad we get to go through the day of this uh, this car's frantic shopping. Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the third part of this journey already. Willie, let's get yours out of the way so we can get back to Corey eventually. I'm being so mean to everybody. Willie, <laughs> second haiku, please. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now. Oh. I have a license to ill. Thanks to these earrings. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same car from like parallel earths. <laughs> I, I think they're just from different neighborhoods, really. <laughs> they could be. Uh, they're, they're car friends. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> they're just gonna see each other's Instagrams tonight. Oh shit, you went to the mall too? <laughs> Girl. I went to Westfield. <laughs> oh, Melanie, your second IQ. Rainforest Cafe. A toucan, monkeys playing, splattered in a flash. <laughs> oh. 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 Solid. That's all right. It's anybody that's still going to a rainforest cafe <laughs> deserves anything they get. <laughs> Might as well go to Mimi's or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Spaghetti kitchen. There goes that sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were so close. I just had to be ornery tonight. <laughs> Corey, Haiku 3. Oh, the journey concludes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to be happy to know. Oh, Got her some bath bombs <laughs> and something for my engine. A Wetzel pretzel. <laughs> if you go to the mall and don't get a Wetzel's pretzel, you fucked up. You did it wrong. If you, yeah, yeah. If you didn't no. get Wetzel's or uh, uh, what was the Annie Ann's? Mm. Yeah, the yeah. W- the the cookie, the Mrs. Fields. Oh, oh yeah, get a Mrs. Yes, Fields. Yes, yes. oh. Fields. Why did you even go to the mall? Yeah, <laughs> wasted trip. <laughs> Willie. Haiku <laughs> three, yo. <clears throat> oh my god, shut up. <laughs> no ways like totes my goats. <laughs> Just like in Blues Bros. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> see that? See, Melanie, that's a reference that doesn't include gang rape. Oh. <laughs> that's a movie reference. It's. I mean, there are other movies out there. Just, is there a category on Netflix? Like, secret Netflix? Like, between this and telling me that my writing is important, like, you're just telling me all the things that my dad never did, and I appreciate it. Oh. Yeah. Melanie. How about a third haiku? Uh, Empty shopping malls. Relics of commercialism make sick race car tracks. (laughs) Oh, it was turned down so you didn't hear it. Uh, there it is. Topical haiku challenge. There, one more time for the haikus and the haikuers. Thank you. Uh, I apologize for making this whole thing weird. Uh, <laughs> segment three. 
It's uh, this was today once. Normally, when I host, I don't do these, but you guys already wrote them, as Corey has pointed out. So yeah. I didn't want you to waste them. Yeah. So here we are. Um, you know what? I'm not going to say the dates. They all happened on this day. Sure. Um, Corey. Yes. On this day in 1920, Ray Chapman of Indians. I assume it's of the Cleveland Indians. Good job, as usual. Of <laughs> uh, Cleveland Indians is hit in the head by Yankees pitcher Carl Mays. He dies the next day. <laughs> also on this very date, 1930, the first color sound cartoon, Fiddlesticks, is released. How did you choose to celebrate the aforementioned events in tandem? Fiddlesticks, <laughs> fiddlesticks, this is the song I could have written for the movie Fiddlesticks, if they only asked me to. <laughs> Hello there, I'm Jay Chapman. Film composer and son of deceased ball player Ray Chapman, the only connection to the first part of this prom. <laughs> Today I'm celebrating historic missed opportunity. Ten years to the day after the death of my father, the very first animated film with color and sound was released without my involvement in any capacity. Of course I was devastated, but an artist must carry on undeterred. So I wrote and recorded my own soundtrack, having never seen the film in protest. <laughs> the challenge I faced, of course, was to decipher any plot from nothing but the title. And I think you'll agree I nailed it. With such playful classics as, If you want to solve that riddle, you're going to need a little hint. And if you want to stick that fiddle, you're going to need a fiddle stick. <laughs> Or the sultry, gin-soaked ballad. You're just a girl looking for kicks. I'm just a guy fiddling sticks. All of these and so many more are available on the 12-cassette tape collection, the definitive fiddlestick soundtrack. So what you waiting for? Quit fiddling that stick and call now. <laughs> Corey Behringer's Fiddlesticks and... Tangential baseball reference. <laughs> they really leaned heavy on the, the title in that film. They sure did. Nothing else happened of note to sing about. As far as he knows. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Travis. On or around this date in 1305. Ah, Sir William Wallace is executed for high treason at Smithfield, London. Also on this very date, 1973. A bank robbery gone wrong in Stockholm, Sweden. Turns into a hostage crisis. Over the next five days, hostage begins to sympathize with her captors, leading to the term Stockholm Syndrome. Yes, you got it. Uh, how did you choose to celebrate these aforementioned events also in tandemly? Oh, man. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, this year was a, uh, you know, really a small one for me. Um, you know, we just, uh, I just got together back uh, with my old captors back in Detroit. Um, <laughs> You know, coincidentally, it's the immediate family of NBA champion Ben Wallace. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just, uh, I bring Indian food. Um, <laughs> I get my cousin's Netflix login, bring some opium. That's about it. <laughs> Sounds like a good day. Willie Travis. Fun. Willie it's Travis. Fun. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, we're not going not gonna to go into... How you were captured in Detroit, <laughs> <laughs> or how Ben Wallace was involved—that's not important. 
Leave them. Leave them thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Ugh, Flemmy McGee. Oh, <laughs> you silly. Melanie. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, England. On this day in 19, uh, 1642, ahem, I'm going to start over, if you don't mind. Go for it. Melanie. Hi there. Oh, wasn't Willie hilarious? He was. This is going to be so weird when I don't edit that out. Um, On this day in 1642, England's parliament bans public stage plays. That's it. Also on this date, 2004, former President Bill Clinton undergoes a quadruple bypass operation. How'd you celebrate them things there? Okay. Unpopular opinion, I think perhaps 1642 England was onto something. Like, I don't think we knew it then, but we do know now that stage plays are a disastrous cultural gateway drug that leads to improv. (laughs) Improv is actually where chubby, bearded white men in glasses come from. Mm -hmm. They pretend that they breathe like the rest of us, but they don't. Mm. One minute you're playing a warm-up exercise backstage, and the next thing you know, a chubby, bearded white guy in glasses just appears in the circle. You get the sense that he was always there, but he wasn't. And that's actually where Bill Clinton came from. There was an improv team at UC Arkansas in 1978, (laughs) and he he was born during a game of party quirks, already 32 years old. He got into politics, as many improv babies do, because he ran out of self-conscious but incredibly oblivious hot improv girls. I'm going to say that again. He ran out of self-conscious but incredibly obliviously hot improv girls to fuck. Hmm. So he settled down with Hillary Rodden, who, as we all know, was born similarly at one of those women's only events where they check your underwear for a dick before talking about the invasiveness of sexual assault (laughs) during a very appropriative henna session. (laughs) So anyway, I'm supporting a modern ban on public theater to prevent further quadruple bypasses. All right. Melanie Ford. And all of these things that happened, let's say, today. Uh, <laughs> segment four. Hey, everybody. Uh, you look like poetry nerds. <laughs> Stupid. What am I doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's writing erotic poem time. <laughs> Please have written erotic poems about the following topics. Corey Berenger, your erotic poem about getting a haircut. This is called Strange Blue Liquid. <laughs> Strange blue liquid, I see you. Strange blue liquid, I need you. Your subtle hue delights me. Your mystery excites me. Sure, I've asked what you are. And the man replied, oh, that's just barbicide. It's a disinfectant. But I know it could never be so simple. So there you sit on the countertop mocking me so impishly. I and my cheap haircut and completely normal penis. It's so normal in both size and shape, it doesn't even beg further description. When you see it, you won't say something like, Whoa, what's going on there? (laughs) Last night, I dreamed I was at a baseball game. My baseball game. Fourth grade, bases loaded. I see you, strange and blue. In the stands where my dad never was. (laughs) Then he walks up to you and you say, move along, chief, I got this covered. I've strayed a little now, but the point is I want to make sex with you. (laughs) Uh. And I will. (laughs) 
Because I finally decided what you're truly made of, strange blue liquid. You're a big old jar of barber jizz. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Corey Berenger. <laughs> Implying that barbers collect their semen and either it's blue initially or it turns blue turns over time. Turns blue because they're barbers. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Follow the logic. Uh, that's, that's an easy A to B connection. <laughs> barbers. Jizz over time turns blue. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Can Why we did move I question on? that? Can we? I've, I've on already now? moved on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it makes more sense than anything I've ever known in my life. <laughs> makes me question anything else I know. <laughs> Willie Travis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, your erotic poem about the very concept of time. Well. <clears throat> I'm not going to be comfortable reading this at all. (laughs) Time flows like my semen for you. Sure. (laughs) When in doubt, jerk it out (laughs) into space. (laughs) Where it will gravitate towards our love. Watch your face. (laughs) Or don't. Do you remember the time (laughs) when we fell in love? Don't touch me. (laughs) (laughs) Willie Travis. Don't touch me. (laughs) And that medium Michael Jackson cut. (laughs) It's not super deep. I remember it was a big deal when they released that video. That's how old I am. It's pretty huge. It's pretty huge. It was huge. You remember the Bart cameo at the end? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that was the... It doesn't matter. (laughs) That was the black or white one. That was the big release video. That was... You right, you right. Yeah. Remember the time. That was with Eddie Murphy when he was like a pharaoh or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Solid music video. Welcome back to Yak Jackson. (laughs) 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 This is just extended Willie Listen. We're going to have have these two episodes back to back. (laughs) Melanie, thanks for putting up with all that bullshit. Um, (laughs) Of the entire show is what you're getting at? Thanks for putting up with the previous 40 minutes. Everything you put her through with the preceding (laughs) prompts to let her do her hard work. I'm sorry for you. Bless you. You're doing some force that that Corey doesn't believe in's work. (laughs) Melanie, I'm going to get out of everybody's way, including my own. Um, Erotic poem about big toes. (laughs) A foot fetish is one of the most common fetishes on earth. Some say that it is because the part of the brain that senses your libido and the part of the brain that senses your toes are so close together that they're all but destined to cross wires. What I'm trying to say is, I think John Ross has a foot thing. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is an elaborate excuse to get me to say something a third of the population, including John Ross, will jerk it to. I think John Ross hasn't gone through my Facebook pictures because there's already very jerkable (laughs) material. Oh, no. Oh. 
got too into it. There's very jerkable material there. <laughs> Not that I'm condoning masturbating to my Facebook, but I'm in my bra like a couple times. It's just there now. <laughs> Comedy comes from the juxtapositions of having two things wildly different somehow cross wires, and it feels like destiny. So what is funny about me sexualizing an absurd digit we've all put in our mouths for someone at some point? I know some of you are going to try to pretend that's not true. Don't fucking kid yourself. <laughs> and to John, listening later, because he's not here. Yeah. I know you're single now, but I'm an accounted for improviser, and my toe-sucking days are behind me. Thank you. <laughs> Melanie Ford. Yeah. I can't tell you how happy I am you didn't change <laughs> the host in that piece. Very I'm already uncomfortable <laughs> enough I'm very daily. I'm very sad that he's not here to, for me to witness this, the pain. I don't think he would have reacted the same way I would react. Fair. <laughs> would have heard the clatter of a belt already. <laughs> what? <laughs> You guys want to redo this show in a couple weeks? <laughs> I think it's one of the most fun shows I've ever done. So no. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. Segment five: movie makeup. Uh, you've all been asked to come up with the synopsis of the following movies based on the titles generated by John's favorite website, WordCounter.net, random word generator. There's a weird emphasis. I'm going to move past it. Corey Berenger. <laughs> well, what is the synopsis of your mo made-up movie? Curvy Greet. Okay. Uh, so I should first point out, this is actually the seventh installment mm. of the Curvy Greet franchise. Sure. So this is Curvy Greet 7. Mm -hmm. uh, the film opens on a man walking into a Walmart. He's young, well-hung, and loves a bargain. <laughs> He's greeted by Rosie, who is very old and very curvy. She makes $11 an hour, and her sciatica is giving her hell today. The young man is enthralled, and he's got the boner to prove it. <laughs> he's forgotten why he came here in the first place, some khaki pants and a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> because right now, all that matters is Rosie. He walks over her, to her, and he asks, Hey, do you know where I could find something to take care of this swelling? So then she said, yeah, I believe that's on aisle sex. <laughs> and he knows what she means. So then he says, and uh, side note here, uh, this next line really only makes sense if you know that at the time the movie came out, Walmart's ad campaign was the rollback man, mm. and he would roll back prices. Uh, so anyway, so then he, walk, you know, he, he says back to her, looks like the prices aren't the only thing you're rolling back. And then he lifts up her shirt so he could see her boobs. <laughs> 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 then they have sex, fade to black, credits. What more do you need Thank for you. curvy Thank greets? You. Corey Berenger. Thank you. <laughs> boobs. Uh, <laughs> Willie Travis, <clears throat> your movie yeah. was Die Dysfunctional Box. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, this is... It's probably been more like a movie trailer, if sure. anything. Um, what does a man do <laughs> when all he knows 
is boxed out. <laughs> when all the trust he has placed just gives out on him. <laughs> when a man just has to take things and carry them in his own hands. <laughs> Die, dysfunctional box. <laughs> Coming soon to Cinemax. <laughs> Yeah, that's the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Travis. Max have trailers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know, because I mean, there's ways that dysfunctional box could be taken, and I thought it was just a cardboard box that didn't work anymore. But now you, now that it's on Cinemax, I Eyes question the <laughs> or closed if you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to watch uh, that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not not going to watch it. <laughs> if it's on, mom's not home, and I've got a good backup uh, ESPN that I can switch back to anytime I hear a floorboard creak. That's a teenage boy with cable. <laughs> My return button was always broken. Oh. Yeah. I know. Always got caught. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stop you. <laughs> the best part Still of that did it. story. Still it did didn't it. deter you at all. <laughs> I'm a growing boy, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, put me out of this misery that I've created for myself. <laughs> this has been a great episode, by the way. Mm-hmm. Melanie, um, your movie that you wanted to make a synopsis of, it's just... Mel, <laughs> your movie was <laughs> The Needless Tiger. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm a little disappointed by the film I'm reviewing this week. See, I thought I had ordered from Amazon Ninja... Uh, Jesus Christ. Now I can't read. See, I thought I had ordered from Amazon The Needles Tiger, which is a badass furry ninja film about a bipedal jungle cat who fights poachers with dirty syringes he throws like shurikens. Unfortunately, I don't make much money here on YouTube, and even though I'm still in the basement and mom won't give me an allowance anymore, what a bitch, so I'm stuck (laughs) reviewing The Needless Tiger. The Needless Tiger is about Mr. Quiggles. They never outright say it, but there is this very long, uncomfortable shot of a tiger orgy where he's in the background sadly licking his own dick. (laughs) Followed immediately by a shot where he scrolls Reddit for pickup artist pointers. So he's a tiger incel. Isn't it wild how my constant casual mockery of the incel movement bolsters the incel movement without me having to question any of my attachments to my own toxic masculinity? Anyway, back to this dumb cuck tiger. He's like the odd dude out. Jesus. He's like the odd dude out in the pack in his original zoo. By the way, he's in a zoo. But he's also this profound romantic who just wants love. And then he gets transferred to a new zoo, so he thinks he's going to be able to start over. But then it's the same thing. More orgies he's not part of. He overhears a sympathetic lady zookeeper saying that they may need to transfer him a third time, but if he doesn't cut it at this third zoo, they're going to have to put him down, which sounds fairly illegal, but it also makes the stakes really high. So he goes to the most alpha tiger, and he's like, teach me, and they go through this whole learning to be a tiger man thing, but then he gets transferred out, and those bitches don't like him either. And he realizes that he just needs to be himself, but also like the best version of of himself. Good and kind and attentive and not so driven by puss. (laughs) The tiger ladies don't want to fuck him anyway, but then the zookeeper lady from before transfers in because it turns out she wanted to bang Mr. Quiggles the whole time. 
And now that he's the best version of himself, she's real into it. <laughs> Six out of ten. <laughs> Melanie Ford. That's the show, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. I apologize. Uh, Corey Berenger. One more time for Corey Berenger. Willie Travis. Melanie Ford. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, If you want to check out more stabs, check us out on iTunes, Spotify. We're all still on SoundCloud. I'll do something there eventually. Or you can come check us out uh, at Stab Comedy Theater every Friday night, 10 p.m., 1710 Broadway, Sacramento, California, 95818. If you want to send us some mail, I don't know the hyphen and the other four digits in our zip code. Who knows that? Not me. Goodbye, everybody. Nailed it. <laughs>